The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The amount of like the fans and the love that they have for football here at Notre Dame, it's unbelievable, and I've just embracing all of it, man. Like I love it. I've said so many times before my first game at the stadium, like I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And so now that it's it's finally happened, I've seen it a few times. It's been great, man. I, I've loved it. Here come the Irish. What a run! Touchdown! Play of the year for the Irish. Welcome to the Indy on NBC podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robinson. I'm thrilled. Notre Dame won. The, the sun is shining. Uh, weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And I don't know about you, but I'm rejoicing. Why? This is Marcus Freeman's first win as Notre Dame's head coach. It was not the prettiest win, 24 to 17 versus Cal, but it was a win nonetheless. We saw Drew Pine start, and I was very curious to see how he would do, how he would fare because the situation is not one that lends itself to excellence right off the bat. I mean, you, you lose a job, a starting job, and then the guy in front of you has a season-ending injury, and then you're thrust into an 0-2 start for a team that used to be you know, number five in the country. Good luck. But for some reason, the one guy that I would trust in that situation as far as you know their, their past is Drew Pine. That's like his whole story since high school is being counted out and then delivering in critical moments. Can he build on that for a whole season? That's the story. That's the question. One thing that I loved about um, this game versus Cal is the defense being able to stop them in the second half and giving the offense the ability to go ahead and get that game-winning drive late in the game. One of the key cogs here is uh, Brandon Joseph, a redshirt junior safety transfer from Northwestern. And I got a chance to sit down and talk to him about, well, what exactly is the identity of that Al Golden defense. What can we expect to see from them this week? Because this is this is not Cal's offense. This is one of the most high-powered offenses I've seen, an offense that is averaging upwards of 40, 50 points a game in North Carolina. They're going to step up in a big way. They have to if Notre Dame wants to go 500, get that 2-2 record. How are they going to do it? Brandon Joseph tells us. And he also explains to us what it's like being a transfer student at Notre Dame. I'm super thrilled to be joined by safety Brandon Joseph. Brandon, congratulations on the first win. First and foremost, what is what is the feeling like in the locker room right now after getting that historic first win for you guys this season? It's great, man. My first win as as an Irish, uh, it feels great. Uh, after the start that we didn't really expect or want, uh, that first win is exactly what we needed, exactly what we expected this weekend. Uh, it's great momentum going into the next week and the following ones after that. When you uh, you said your first win is Irish, I know you came from Northwestern, and everyone right now is talking about graduate transfers and transfers this transfer portal. What has your experience been uh, stepping on uh, foot to this Notre Dame team in the midst of Marcus era, uh, Marcus Freeman's era? Yeah, no, it's been great. Honestly, uh, I was 
in the portal, uh, talked to Coach Freeman that night, and uh, things happened, and obviously now I'm here, and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't be any uh, less grateful for this opportunity, or I couldn't be yeah, any less grateful for this opportunity, man. It's been great uh, coming over just a team like this with all these leaders uh, and all this experience and me being able to step into a defense and do exactly what I wanted to do in this role, man, it's been great so far. How did how was the adjustment to Al Golden's defense? That was uh, with Coach Golden. It was my third D.C. actually in my college career. Uh, I started off with Coach Hank at Northwestern, and then he retired after my redshirt freshman year. So last year I moved on to Coach O'Neill, and I saw a lot of similarities between Coach O'Neill and Coach Golden's defense. And so, like, whenever I was learning Coach Golden's defense, it, it kind of clicked for me. And whenever I was learning it, uh, obviously the rest of the defense was too. So it was kind of like all of us were adjusting at the same time. And fortunately, I was able to just have that kind of mental edge on it with everything I've been through, and I was able to adjust pretty well. Who are some of the guys that you gravitated towards on the team uh, as you were learning the defense together and, and just, you know, also just, just as friends, <laughs> being a new face around the program? I, I mean, I'll start by saying, like, I appreciate Notre Dame and this team, uh, all of them, for taking me in the way that they've taken me in. Like, over my time here, I've learned that this is a very tight brotherhood. And for them to allow me to come in and really accept me and allow me to just be a part of it, I'm super grateful for. And then specifically uh, my boy Houston Griffith, he's from Chicago, man. Uh, he was – I have a – Greg Newsom, he was my corner uh, at Northwestern, and him and Houston use uh, – the same DB coach. So one time I was working out with my DB coach in Chicago and I saw Houston one day. So we had crossed paths while I was still at Northwestern. And so day I hit uh, portal and Houston was hitting my line. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm coming. And so ever since then, once I got here, it clicked. Me and him became like best friends. And, and now he lives with uh, the twins, Jason and Justin, along with Clarence, C. Lou. Uh, and so those are like my boys. And I'm over at they crib all the time. I hang it, kick it with them. Uh, and then when I, when it came to learning the defense, I mean, the safety's me, DJ, and Houston uh, being, like, the older guys, like, we were really doing everything together. We were learning it together. We were going through it together. We were struggling together. So, uh, I mean, from top down, this team has taken me in, un and I couldn't be any uh, less great. Am I saying it wrong? Any more grateful? Yeah, there you go. More grateful. I, I was saying that wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I understand what you were trying to say. I understand yeah. what you were trying to say. That you're yeah. happy to be there. Yeah. You're super grateful for it. You know, and I, I'm, I'm curious because – when I think about learning something brand new along with everybody else, um, there, especially defense, there's always that idea of, well, what's the identity? You know, like schemes are schemes, coverage are coverages, technique is technique, but who are we as a defense? It seems like that is like the essential component, that secret sauce of every defense. How will you describe an Al Golden defense? Like what is the identity of you and your unit? Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, it's what Coach Gold preaches every single day, and it's to be – uh, well, first of all, TNT tackling and turnovers. We put the emphasis on turnovers. I know uh, throughout three games, we haven't really been able to show for that and create many turnovers, but like the emphasis is there. Like we are trying to punch the ball out. We are trying to uh, play the ball, get the ball whenever we can. So uh, he puts that staple on being uh, creating turnovers in any way possible. And then honestly, just being relentless, like being crazy out there, being uh, running to the ball at all times and just creating havoc at all times. If we create havoc, run to the ball, and create turnovers, that would be the identity to our defense, and we can be the best, which is our standard. You know, I remember watching you um, the first game, Ohio State. I was on the sideline, and you came down and blew somebody up 
I remember he was hits my czar and I was like, oh my gosh, welcome to welcome to Notre Dame, Brandon Joseph. Uh, how how would you describe your play as a safety? Yeah, man. I mean, it's been it's been good so far, and I'll leave it at that. It's been good. It hasn't been uh, anything crazy. I mean, I'm the type of player that wants to be a difference maker on the field. So I want teams to feel my presence, like that that Ohio State game, that first game, like they felt me. Like that's how I want it to be at all times. Uh, whether it's big hits, whether it's constantly being at the ball, whether it's disrupting uh, uh, passes, whether it's disrupting the quarterback, whether it's making interceptions, like my goal, my goal at the end of the day is to just create havoc. Like I said, like Coach Golden preaches every day, create havoc and let's create some turnovers. So um, unfortunately, we haven't been able to create any turnovers yet. And me personally, like through three games, I would expect myself to have one by now. So to constantly just come into practice every day with the mindset of we're going to get better at this, going to focus on creating turnovers and it'll come but so far I've been an overall I've a good performance so far but I think it just gets better and better every day I'm going to keep coming in working to get better at something and then it's just I'm just going to see my game improve and improve every day uh, that sounds like a, a true Notre Dame guy always trying to strive higher and higher you know I, I'm curious too um, since you're new to Notre Dame generally you know we all love Notre Dame we, we know what it is it means to be there how would you describe the feeling of Notre Dame whatever that magic is yeah man it's it's different I'll say that for sure like this environment here the people here that the way that they just care about this university, it's something that I, I haven't seen before. And I'm coming from a prestigious university in Northwestern, but there's just something about the ND that these people just gravitate towards. Like it's insane. It's something that I haven't like really experienced before, uh, but I love it and I'm blessed to be a part of it. I think that there's been great players, great alumni that have been through this university and just what this university can, can do for someone, the way that it can set somebody up the way that it can allow you to have a network, uh, I think it just, it makes all the sense in the world why people love it so much. And like I said, truly blessed to be here. Fun fact about me, actually, this is just like a little fun story. Like whenever I'm driving around, so I live basically on like one side of campus and the twins, like I said, I go over to the twins house all the time. They live on the other side and I could easily, like it's faster to just like go around campus. But like every time I go to their crib, which is almost every day, like I just have the urge to just cut through campus, like, drive right by the stadium, just stare at the stadium, drive through campus, just look at everything. Like, I don't know. I, I just have this, like, pool to be on campus all the time. I think it's also because, like, I showed up as a junior or a senior, and I'm, like, going to leave pretty soon. So, uh, uh, yeah, I just love it so much, man. I'm always on campus. I love it. I love being here. And just for everyone listening, the twins, you're talking about the Adam Lola twins, right? Yeah, yeah, the Adam Lola twins. Yeah. So where exactly do you live? I live in campus court. It's like, I, I literally, I know you obviously don't know where I am, but I'm looking straight at it. Like it's right there off campus. Oh, gotcha. Did you ever, cause you know, the dorm life is so crucial. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've talked to your teammates about that. You, you get a random roommate, you end up living in the dorm for a couple of years. It's like the, the secret sauce that makes Notre Dame what it is. Have you been able to um, meet any students around or are you just locked in football? What's, what's yeah. the social life around as a, like for a transfer? For sure, man. It's different. It's different for sure. Like one thing that's different about me than everyone else here is I haven't spent any time in the dorms. Uh, like I don't, I never was able to have a roommate uh, that didn't play football. And so like, you know, I feel like, but at the same time, I went through my own things in Northwestern. So it's different, but I mean, I am missing out on that kind of that Notre Dame part of it. Uh, but I'm still able to, I still have all these classes that I go to. I've made relationships with the people in my classes and 
I bump into people on campus, say what's up. So I'm still able to to meet people, but it's definitely different. And uh, I got, I, I just see my boys. Like I saw, I was at a soccer, I like supporting the women's soccer team. My women's soccer team is great, by the way. Shout out Notre Dame women's soccer. Uh, me and Clarence, uh, we went to the soccer game and one of his dorm buddies like came and said, what's up to him? I'm just like, these guys have all these relationships from this dorm, man. Like, I really wish I could have spent time in the dorm. It seems like all these great relationships are made at that time. So it's kind of sad. I got to, I had to miss out on that, but I'm trying to maximize, meet as many people as I can while I'm still here on campus. Are, are you involved in anything outside of football on campus? Uh, no, no, no. I pretty much just class and then football. What are you studying? What's your favorite class this fall? Yeah, I'm studying sociology. I'm in this intro to criminology class uh, with Professor Mim Thomas. I think she, she's teaching it great, man. I, I took a lot of social classes while I was at uh, Northwestern, so I get to see a lot of similarities, kind of see how it's a little. No, I, I don't think many people have a perspective of taking, like, classes at Northwestern and Notre Dame. Like, me and Benny Sko might be a very – uh, selects few that have got to do that. So it's, it's interesting and it's really cool, honestly, to have this kind of perspective that I have. What is that perspective? You, you mentioned that it's uh, super unique, but can you dive into that a little more for me? Yeah, I mean, just just talk like when I when I said that, I was really just referencing like having the ability to to be at two prestigious universities. Like I remember making the decision out of high school, like I'm going to go somewhere that's going to set me up for life. And so I chose Northwestern. Uh, and then as soon as I hit the transfer portal, like that that thought that idea was still lingering on my mind like I'd already been through three years of Northwestern I've seen like so many so much I've been through so many classes met so many people got started my initial Northwestern network and what better second network to come to than Notre Dame so like I got that's just what I mean kind of by my perspective like hopefully my network at the end of the day is uh one that's pretty unique and I'm just able to really maximize this opportunity and then post football down the line, what what do you hope to leverage that network network to do? What what are your goals? Yeah, uh, long term wise, uh, hopefully it's not anytime too soon. So I get to create a little bit of initial revenue through my uh, athletic abilities. But I hope to down the line be some type of business owner, CEO of some type of company. Maybe if I can't start up my own company, like uh, have a partnership with somebody that has a good uh, startup idea, and just. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been taking entrepreneurship classes since uh, high school. And I think with assuming I make it to the league and my career goes as I want, man, I just I just really want to hit my entrepreneurial goals and have this network that I've created for myself and just really attack that part of my life. Fantastic. Yeah, I have, I have two more questions for you. One about the, the upcoming opponent, UNC, and the other one just generally about Notre Dame tradition. So let's, let's start with the opponent. I know that you have um, personal goals. You said you haven't been able to reach them yet as far as your play on the field. You know, what, what is your goal this week as an individual when you uh, dress up against a you know, really talented offense here with North Carolina? Yeah, I mean, personally, and, you know, I don't really set game personal goals. Like I don't go into a game saying I need to pick because that's how I try to do a little bit more than I should. You know what I'm saying? So, like, team-wise, uh, North Carolina's a great team, man. I mean, look at what they've done in these first three games that they've played, throwing up 500 yards a game. Um, <clears throat> quarterback's going crazy. Receiver's going crazy. All three – they got three tight ends, three different tight ends with touchdowns. Um, so, us personally as a defense, we're going to uh, just attack to stop this offense. Um, explosive offense – 
dynamic offense, the offense that can do a lot of things, trade big plays. And so uh, defensively, I think our goal is just going to be to limit that and to really show the elite defense that we are, man. Like, like it goes all the way back to week one. We were playing Ohio State. Like, we knew we were going up against an elite offense. Like, let's show the world who we are and let's go stop them. And it, nothing changes, man. We're in week four. We're looking for our second win. Got another elite opponent uh, across the line, and we're just going to go out there and stop them. And personally, uh, I want to win the game, man. Like, that's what that's the personal goal that I'm going to do. Uh, whatever, at the end of the day, if I was assignment sound, I did my job. I had as the fewest MAs, like, because I was mentally locked in the whole time. I made all my tackles because I was technique sound, and we win the game, man. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Great answer. Love that. No missed assignments, technically sound. Let's win the football game. And my last question for you, Brandon, is um, now that you're new to Notre Dame, you got a little taste of it. You're talking about the special, you know, you, you can't get off of campus. I'd love to know your favorite Notre Dame tradition so far. What is it? Oh, I already know it, man. So my favorite Notre Dame tradition, and I think it's just like, it's so unique and it's so different than anything I've ever experienced is that walk uh, before the game, uh, walking from the Basilica all the way to the stadium uh, with just fans all the way across. Like I, I can't even see anything because I'm just surrounded by so many people. I've never experienced anything like that. Uh, I was in high school, won, state, won a state championship, had a pretty good supporting. Like our fans were pretty good back then. Texas football, man, they love football down there. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, the amount of, like, the fans and the love that they have for football here at Notre Dame, it's unbelievable. And I've just embraced all of it, man. Like, I love it. I've said it so many times before my first game at the stadium, like, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And so now that it's, it's finally happened, I've seen it a few times. It's been great, man. I've, I've loved it. Fantastic. Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time. Welcome to Notre Dame. Welcome to the Notre Dame family. And we're excited to uh, follow your career on the, on the field, of course. But then eventually that entrepreneurship will be looking for you in the Wall Street Journal or something, you know, like 20 years breaking some big news. So congratulations on everything. Best of luck this week. Yes, sir. Man. I appreciate it. You too. Make NBC Sports Predictor a pregame ritual every week. Play Irish Pick'em for free and have a chance to win $10,000 each week. Rush the end zone and download NBC Sports Predictor app today on the App Store and Google Play Store. Thank you, Brandon. It was a pleasure to hear um, you talk about Notre Dame. Through, through such because we at least for me i always feel like everyone knows what notre dame means to everyone it just seems oh yeah it's notre dame but it's isn't it neat to hear what notre dame means to somebody who just stepped on campus and just has that itch to get on campus just has to drive through campus just to take a look at the stadium that's the dream that captivated all of us and that's one of the reasons why i went to notre dame it's one of the reasons we all love notre dame so thank you brandon for your time now look i talked about the cow win one thing that uh i mentioned that stood out to me was the ability of the defense to hold off what in my mind was a volatile offense sometimes up sometimes down but the defense was able to close the game and that's what great teams do you close games okay so now moving forward to this week why is that important that's important because unc is an offensive machine north carolina and every single time it's a shootout against this team um and this year it's no different. Drake May, it's interesting. He is so efficient. What he was been able to do without his star receiver, Josh Downs went down in week one with an injury, right? Hasn't played since week one. This is a guy who had over a thousand yards last year as a sophomore receiver. And the other player that was a big time impact player for them, Antoine Green, 
hasn't also been playing for UNC, right? He had over 600 yards and five touchdowns last year. They both could be back for, for Notre Dame. Why is that shocking? Well, you look at the score lines. Like I said, UNC put up 63 points without both of those guys. Seven guys scored touchdowns. To be able to put up 63 points without your star receiver, Zuh, is is just crazy. 35 points. Um, and then they put up 56 points in week one with Josh Downs playing. So that is the bar that the defense is going to have to shut down for four quarters. On the flip side of that, there's an opportunity for Drew Pine and the offense to continue building on this momentum. They finally shifted back to what worked, which is get two backs to be your leading receivers and your leading rushers. We saw that with Chris Tyree and Kyron Williams, and now we're seeing it with Audric Estime and Chris Tyree, where it's like, just get them the ball, run the offense through them, and then get Michael Mayer involved to close games and be that that just all reliable for them. That worked. It's been working. Can it work now? This is a team, North Carolina, that gave up 40 points in the fourth quarter against Appalachian State. And most recently, gave up 25 points in the third quarter and in their last outing. So there's opportunities for Drew Pine and offense to take full advantage of that. That's what I'm looking for. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Notre Dame on NBC podcast on the NBC Sports YouTube channel and wherever you get your audio podcasts. Go Irish. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.